from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Nintendo hasn't forgotten about the Nintendo Switch Online. And is that Link in Super Mario Maker 2? And you get a crow gunk. And you get a ditto. And you get a sobble. I was the Wind Waker Link, awakening the windfish. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 197. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Thighrider Champion Johnson. I'm Jeremy. I want to get physical, Mikowski. And I'm John Woke Knitter. Woke. You got woke on the show. Woke AF. Mm-hmm. Woke AF RN. Def. TQ. <laughs> TK427. Yeah, we're here to bring you a Nintendo news show brought to you by Nintendo fans like yourself. And let's talk about all the games we got this week, or what we've been playing, and all that stuff. It's been after Thanksgiving. Actually, you know what? Let's first off, how was you guys' Thanksgiving? I haven't haven't talked to you about that yet. It's the week after Thanksgiving. We're all full or thankful or whatever the fuck you say for that. That was uneventful for me. I didn't do much. It was uneventful for me, too, but it was perfect because of that. Like, we... uh, Jess and I, we stayed at home. We had a bunch of crab legs. We watched, we watched a bunch of stuff. We watched, uh, we watched the Bears game, which they won. The, we watched the Thanksgiving special of The Simpsons and Bob's Burgers. And we watched, uh, Demon Night and Home for the Holidays. So we watched a bunch of movies and drank, uh, Bloody Marys and whiskey. So it was a nice, this is the best Thanksgiving I think I've ever had because I, I don't really like Thanksgiving at all. So <laughs> I'm fine with not, I don't like, I don't like turkey and, uh, most of the time, I just have to be overly social, which I don't necessarily like doing. So it was a good time for me. So you just got to eat crab legs and do what you wanted to do. Yep. I guess eating crab legs was part of that. Yeah. Crab legs is great. Or I actually great. went to like a traditional family Thanksgiving, but it was a pretty small affair at my uh, partner's family's house. My family skipped town. They went to Tennessee, so mm. luckily I had a backup. They actually ended up, her uh, parents gave me a little bit of birthday money, which ended up buying me something that I'll talk about later. Oh, okay. So Thanksgiving was good for me in that regard. Cool. And you just you stayed at home, John, in the in California. Yeah, I just stayed at home, worked. That was about it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do any Black Friday stuff. Did you guys do Black Friday? Uh, I did. I did some Black Friday stuff, but not on Black Friday. Like I, I mentioned previously on the show that I bought a new TV, but that was one of the that was like a Black Friday Friday deal that was all month. So I didn't go on Black Friday, but I, I didn't go anywhere on Black Friday. But a, a couple of days before, I did actually go buy a new printer because I needed a scanner because I had to scan some like paperwork for a job that I did. And I bought like a black – that was a Black Friday deal, but it was another thing where it's like all month. So it was like a $30 printer that I got. And while I was there, I bought a couple things, a couple video game-related stuff, which I can talk about right now. I have them here. They're also stuff that I've been playing, but I bought this I bought this guy here, hey. this, uh, this old uh, Ring Fit Adventure here. Getting getting fit over here. No, I've actually yeah, I bought it. I've played it. 
I played it three times so far, so I'm on level four on it. I think I'm level 15 is what my character's at. But yeah, it's great. I like it a lot. It's it's a lot better than Wii Fit. I'll tell you that. It's way better than Wii Fit. It actually, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's an RPG, sort of. It has a story to it. It has like a progression thing, you know. How is it as an RPG, like if the exercise element were gone, would it still be like a worthwhile RPG to play? I mean, there's there's not like a really like incredible story or something like that. Like it's not like oh my god, this is like so well written or anything like that. But it's kind of like I don't know. I think it's kind of it's like kind of quirky, but it's no yeah, it's it's no like Dragon Quest or anything like that. It's very much it's very much a by the book like RPG that involves you exercising, and that actually gets me into it more. You know, it's 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 kind of funny. Like it's you know you do a move where you like lay on the ground and you like pull your legs back and like push your legs forward and while you're doing that you're like you're like kicking the bad guy with these with these fake feet you know while you're doing it and it's and it's funny to me so i feel like i'm actually hitting the person that you're fighting and you're grinding but you're actually grinding you know you're actually like doing exercises and each and you can only do you can't do like the same move twice in a row so you can't like do a whole bunch of squats and get yourself all like super tired from doing that so there's a cooldown period for every of the, every one of the exercises that you do as a move. So that's cool. So you so you don't have to do this. So you don't have to do the same thing, and you don't even have to do like specific things. Like if there's something in there that you can't do or you just don't want to do, you don't have to do it because you get like you get like six different attacks that you can use. So you could alternate. You could only do like two of them if you wanted to, you know, and that's it. And you don't have to do any of the others. So I like that. That it's very like. You know, accepting of different things that you do because I, I know there's probably going to be some crazy, there's some be, be some crazy yoga stuff in there that I just can't do or Pilates or whatever that because my balance isn't that good. But I don't have to worry about that. And as you go through the game and you unlock new exercises that you can do, you don't have to like set them to your um to your loadout or whatever. Like if you if you don't want to use it, you can just like leave it off. But you do get to a point I think like after the second level where it starts becoming more like Pokemon, where it's basically like the ring. So I guess I guess the uh, bad guy Drago or whatever he is, uh, he stole all of Ring's powers. Yeah, the ring that you have is called Ring. It's you know, just Ring, <laughs> not, not really, ring. just Ring. His <laughs> name's ring. ring. Yeah, but he talks to you. It's fully fo- voiced, you know. But uh, apparently, Drago stole all of his powers. So as you go through the game, you're unlocking the powers of the Ring, and the first Ring power that you get is the color coded power which is basically tells you which exercise is more powerful on each of the people that you fight. So it's very much like Pokemon. It's like telling you which type is better, you know, for each of the So if you do that type of exercise, you know, you knock more points off and that type of thing. And every time you level up, you get, you know, you get like higher you get like higher attack and higher defense and stuff like that. So it's pretty simple in that way, but the actual the actual action of doing it is is the fun part, I think. And it's and it and I do like I pl- I'll play like a level a day, so that's about like twenty thirty minutes. So it's not like that long to do it. But and it, and it and every time it starts, it'll ask you like it'll ask you like how bad your workout was last time, and if you thought it was too easy or you thought it was too hard, you can actually change the difficulty there. Uh, just because I don't work out at all, I set mine at the lowest level when I started the game. Just because I heard from people who actually do work out that it was pretty hard, so I didn't want to like overdo it. So I started at the bottom. I think I've turned it up like twice, but this time that I did, I left it on the regular level, which is good because that final boss like totally kicked my ass. So it does like you definitely feel it. Like you definitely feel you like you're doing sweat? stuff. Oh yeah, totally. I sweat. I like sweat through the shirt I was wearing, so I changed <laughs> right after. So 
But they ask they you, you to like, like a calorie count at the end or something. Yeah, there's a calorie count. There's actually they've worked the um they they worked the the whatever you call it. What was it called? Um, the the vitality they they worked the vitality sensor into the switch. No nobody knew, but it's wow. in there. It's in there. Yeah. So like here. How so? So I brought I brought the uh, this guy. This is the this is the ring. I brought, I brought it for the for the show. But this so in the the ring you actually you you attach the right Joy-Con onto it. And the and the right Joy-Con has an IR camera on the bottom of it right here. Mm-hmm. So this reads your pulse. Like at the end of every if you choose to, you don't have to, but at the end of every level, you can actually put your thumb over it and it'll read your pulse and show it to you on the TV. Crazy. Just show you like where you're at and all that. And and also you tell it you tell it like how you know how much you weigh and all that stuff when you start it. So it tries to like figure out from there how many calories you burn, but of course it's like a it's an estimate. You know, it's it's not gonna be like absolutely true, you know. It it may be give or take one or two, but but yeah, it's um and it's a cool another cool thing. Jeremy was asking me about this, but so it's possible for you to use this thing and actually get points for it, like while you're not while you're not actually while you don't actually have the game on. And I figured out how to do that. So basically, well, all you have to do is you have to have your switch in uh, in sleep mode, and you just you just click on the join the joystick right here, and the, and you just, if you see on the bottom here, these these four lights will light up, mm-hmm. and now it's its own thing. So like, if you can hear it through the microphone, it actually makes noises, and it does like a resistance. You hear that? How hard are you pushing? Could you could you break that thing? I don't think you could break it. It's it's pretty it's pretty tough, but no, it's recording every time I'm I'm actually pushing this, and it does feel like like I feel it in my arms. It's not like flimsy by any means. Mm-hmm. And then you just click it again, and now it's off, and that's how it works. And whenever you turn the game back on, it will read those those movements did, that you did, and you can can get extra experience points for it. And I and you can actually send it to other people <laughs> to friends if you want to. Also, you can send them extra experience points or whatever but today after i did the workout i was like i'm gonna look at some of the mini games because you as you go through you you get mini games like in the game but they're actually already unlocked so i went through and if you have any friends that have the game it'll actually show you all of their records so i went right to thigh rider because i had heard janet (laughs) mention that before on the nvc uh, podcast and uh thigh rider is pretty fun it's like basically you're on a so you play it sitting down which I mentioned before on the show, I wanted to play this game sitting down, so you can play something sitting down. But yeah, you're in a car, and you basically put the you put the ring in between your knees, and you hold the top of it like a steering wheel. You're not actually steering, but you basically hold it between your knees, and you uh, squeeze it to, for your car to jump. And you basically go through this course collecting these coins, and however many coins you get without hitting the bombs that are there, that's your score. So I think Janet had like 1,200... Uh, or like twelve thousand six hundred something, and I ended up with thirteen thousand. But I did, but I did it a few times. Like I, I went through it like four or five times before I got up there. But just because you can look at what your friends' records are and all that, and because she had mentioned, it, I was like, oh, I want to see that. So, so yeah, I did that on there. And yeah, the, and it's cool. There's there's a ton of them. Like uh, apparently, like three or four people in my friend list have the game. So I was able to look at all their stuff. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to do those. But there's like stuff. Involving wall climbing. There's another one that's kind of like a it's kind of like a whack a mole game, where like there's these robots that you hit with hammers, and if you squish it in, it's like the inner circle that hits the 
robots, and if you pull it out like that, it hits the outer circle of the robots, and it alternates between the two of them. And that's, and that's how well. you do it. Yeah, and they rotate in the middle of it. So that's basically how that works. So and, it feels uh, like a a piece of Wii technology, though, in some ways, right? Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's well, the technology is in the is in the ring, but I guess the ring was already a thing. Like there are Pilates rings that use the same technology. So all the technologies in the Joy-Con. Yeah. Well, all they're really doing. Well, yeah, they're putting the Joy-Con in here where the Joy-Con can read that you're squeezing this thing. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. And of course, you have the you have the strap that you put on your leg, so that knows where you're. You know whether you're running at all. And I, I do it on silent mode because you know I'm in a I'm in a three floor apartment and I don't want to piss off the downstairs people. So I just like bounce. It's kind of silly, but. You get used to it after a couple seconds. You just kind of you just kind of bounce without actually running, and that's how you move if you put it on silent. Even mode. with the stairs and stuff, uh, you just have it's it's basically you're squatting. You're doing little squats, and okay. and for the stairs you have to do like bigger squats to okay. go faster. It's basically how it works. So, like you'll just you'll just go down more. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been playing on that. I think it's kind of funny that Drago. I I I figured out what his story is. He's basically. I guess he used to be a wimp, and now he's now he's let the uh, bo- the bodybuilding go to his head, and now he's become a bully. Is basically what's is what the story is. And they want a pound weakling. He he was he was a weakling, yeah. And then he got it, and then he got obsessed with working out, and now he's become an asshole, and he harasses people that aren't as as uh, fit as he is. So yeah, that's that's the whole thing that he's about. But no, it's cool. I mean, it's you know, it's a nice little piece of tech. It's it's something that I always thought would happen eventually in the future, where like. You know, I figured it'd be a VR thing or something that would like something that would help you work out where like you actually are doing stuff on the screen. You know, it makes it more interesting. That's kind of how this is. You, you know, you, you do it because you want to. And again, or will it burn out after a month or so? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll talk about it about a month. Well, I, I'm wondering how long the game actually is. I don't know how many levels there are on it, but I know you can do. You can go back to any of the levels anytime that you want and replay them. Uh, I know there's a whole bunch of there's there's just like regular ex- exercises that have nothing to do with the actual story that you can do, and you can make your own like workout sets, you know, where you put a bunch of stuff together and you just do that without the story if you want to do that. So there's like a lot of stuff, but I hope I hope they do like some sort of DLC or something with it. I was fighting this boss today, and there's actually kind of like a light gun mode in there, which I thought was pretty cool, where you like take where you like take this guy and you aim it. He's throwing boxes at you, and you're aiming it at the boxes, and you're squeezing it to like shoot the boxes out of the air. So it totally felt like a House of the Dead type boss part. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So yeah, there's and you all- were getting exercise at the same time. Yeah, and I was just squeezing it and moving it around. I mean, it's it's definitely they've got. I feel like they've gone out of their way to make it very interesting while you're doing it. Like I don't feel like it's boring at all. Like it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a chore. Like some like towards the end of that last boss, and I did I did actually die for the first time today. Because the da- the game just introduced uh, items, like healing items, and I just didn't get enough for that final boss, and the final boss killed me. So then there's no way to, like, not, like, you basically, you can guard, like, you basically take the thing and you, like, squeeze it against your stomach, and that's, like, your guard. That's, like, how you guard or whatever. Yeah. And, um, but you still lose, you still lose hearts for that. You just lose less if you're guarding. And if you don't have enough uh, smoothies to get your life back, you'll die, and then you have to start over. You have to start on the boss again, and that happened to me today because because I didn't go. I thought I had enough smoothies to go th- to get through it, and I just I did not. So th- I think they expect me to buy more stuff right when right when they introduce that in the game. So that's like the unit of life smoothies, or 
Uh, smoothies are what you no. I mean, you have hearts, but you eat, but you drink smoothies to get your life back. You can also drink smoothies to make your attack power higher. So depending on what color smoothie it is, will be whatever, whatever that exercise type is. You know, would it'll change. It'll change that color exercise to a higher number. But yeah, that's Ring Fit. Are you guys? Do you have any questions about it that I haven't said yet? Not really. I kind of talked to you about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you just wanted to know about how you could squeeze it without the, without the game on. And I figured that out. That was the big one. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's cool. It's a, I mean, I've, I'm really enjoying it right now. I think I've only, I put like an hour and a half into it, but I could see it be something that I put a lot of time into. I mean, it feels like a workout. So I'm into that. I like not having to leave the house for that. So it's cool. Is the music pretty good? I heard the music was actually pretty good. Yeah. The music is all right. I was actually thinking about that today. I was going to put it on this podcast somewhere if I could, if I could find it online somewhere, or I might have to record it. But that would be hard because then I'd have to like work out and record it too at the same time <laughs> to get to get to the battle stuff. But yeah, no, it's it's a very basic RPG that involves uh, you doing moves to hit things. But I kind of like that; it makes it feel better. Like I'm like doing some move where I like take the ring and like you know you like bring one leg up and touch the ring and and like do this over and over again. And I'm just like kicking the guy like in the virtual world, and I'm like, this this is kind of fun. I kind of feel like I'm actually hitting them, you know. And mm-hmm. and all the bad guys are based off of like uh, exercise equipment and stuff like that. So you're fighting like little dumb dumbbells and like those whatever you call them, the ones with the handles on the top that are all like round, like those guys too. So so yeah, so that was what I picked up for Black Friday. But I also I was I mentioned this to Jeremy the other night, but it's funny because last week I think I said I wasn't going to get any more games before the end of the year. And then I wasn't going to get any more Amiibo before the end of the year, and I did both. I got I got a I got Ring Fit Adventure and two more Amiibo. So, but they were so cool that I that I cannot that I cannot not get them. And I saw like four that I didn't have, and I only got two. So I think that's good control on my on my end. Let's see, are we doing an unboxing? Yes, again, once again. So, yeah. so here's what I got. I got Incineroar from Best Buy, and I got. Simon Belmont also, which I both I think they both look pretty fucking awesome. Oh wow, it's Simon! Nice. And as you can yep. see, their hands are are like pointing to the same area. <laughs> They're like they have like the same pose almost. Oh my god, look at this! They have the exact same pose. It's hilarious. That's like that time in DS where they had all those guys with their hands out like this on the front of the on the front of the thing. You know where yeah. they had the where it was like uh, Castlevania was like that, and the and the uh, trauma center was like that too. All right, let's get these guys out. Free the amiibo. I think Incineroar kind of looks like the the boss dragon from Ring Fit Adventure. Like Drago? Here's Simon. Yeah, look look at this look at this whip. Simon's whip really looks cool. crazy. Like that's part of how much I like the whip. It's it's attached to the bottom of his hand here, but it's so cool. They come a long way since the P stands of amiibo. It's a bit like a uh, spawn figure. Yeah, kind of. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's except I don't, I don't think McFarland. I don't think McFarland ever had the chain looking this cool on his. So yeah, there's that guy. It's one of those things where I was like, I'm not going to get any of these, but I'm like, these two just look way too cool. I mean, not to get them. Then you got them. But if I keep if I keep myself from going to Best Buy, then I could probably. Make it through the rest of the year without any more. And I don't, I don't even use them for anything. I just look at them. There's Incineroar. Oh, Incineroar does have a weird backstand thing. 
he does have a weird like ice stand behind yeah, him. Yeah. But, but you know, they're yeah. totally like <laughs> they're doing they're doing the same pose. Like look at this. They're they're both like reaching towards the towards the sky it's over like here. A choreographed dance there. Yeah, they're Smash looking they're looking for the whatever's over there. They're cool though. He has like a fire championship belt on him. Incineroar does. So seems dangerous. Yeah. But he's, you he's pose them together, turn them opposite ways so they're holding hands. Look beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I could do that. Like this. I'm doing a spin in the middle of a floor. <laughs> Ballroom dancing. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> For those only listening to the audio here. I that got you. I got you, bro. We're doing this together. So yeah, I got I got that. Uh I played I played the Mario and Sonic Olympics demo. The, the there's actually a demo out now for that, so I played the uh I played that. Um It's alright. You you get to play as uh you can play as uh, D- D- Dr. Eggman or uh Bowser or Mario and Sonic, like in the regular mm. games, and then you can do some of the eight bit stuff. There's only two of them actually, and you can play as Sonic or Mario on that. But as far as the eight bit stuff, so there's a diving one where you press a certain amount of buttons, like you have to hit like B A X Y whatever. It'll say it on the screen. And you have to do it in a certain amount of time without fucking up, and you get points for that. And there's also like a uh, like a long jump game where you tra- you tap A really quick to go, and then you hold B to like aim which way you're going to jump and then you jump for long jump for that. Most of the games are like that. Like they're all like tapping buttons or I guess you can also do the waggle if you want to if you want to like shake them around or whatever. I didn't do that. I just went with the regular button tapping mode on it. But I played all of them on there. I mean, they're all right. I I see like what people are saying about like how it'd be a lot more fun as a multiplayer game than a than a single player game. But I don't know I don't know if there's online for it or not. Like actually in the demo there is multiplayer. You can you can like hook up two switches that have the demo and play like that, like switch to switch, or you could do couch co op where you all use different controllers and stuff like that. So so there is multiplayer in the demo for free. But yeah, it's worth it's worth playing around with. I thought the surfing game was kinda cool, you know, it kinda was like sort of a little bit like Tony Hawk, but like way shorter, you know, where you kinda like mm-hmm. go up a thing and do a move. It, it's no no way it's complicated, but but yeah, that one was kind of fun. Uh, I thought archery was fun. Uh, the karate game was all right. But for anybody who wants to try it out, you know, you can give it a go. It was on sale for Black Friday for like $10 off. Uh, I think if I ever got it, I, I would want it to be like $30 or less, you know, maybe maybe 20 or less. But I mean, you know, it's it looks fine. It's kind of, you know, it's very much a mini game collection of stuff based on Olympic games is what I get from it. But I recognize the Japanese mascots in there because... They were everywhere when we were in Japan, so I was like, oh, wait, I know that guy, because <laughs> I saw him all yeah. over the subways and 7-Elevens and stuff, because they have actual cartoon characters that represent the Olympics in Japan, so I was like, oh, I know that guy, and he's in the game, so or there's two of them, actually, but yeah, so I played around with that for a while. Um, there's There's been a bunch of Black Friday stuff on sale on the Switch. Uh, actually, I think they're all ending as we're recording this, so I'm not really going to mention them for in our deals. But, but I got I got Unravel Two. Uh, that that was on 75% off for five dollars. It's a two player uh, 2D type game, and it looked cool. It looked like something that I could play with Jess. So I went and got that just because it was so cheap. And I and I used my uh, I used my gold coins for it, so it ended up only being a dollar. So it was even cheaper right. than that. Um, what else did I get? I was. This is actually in our deals that I thought I read online that uh 
that Monster Boy was going to be like the cheapest that it's ever been, that it was going to be half off. Uh, it turns out it wasn't on the on the Switch eShop. Maybe that was only on PS4 or something. But I went there looking for it, and as I was going through there, I found that uh, Mortal Kombat's uh, Fighter Pass was on sale for 20 bucks, so I ended up getting that. Just because I wanted to play as like Terminator and Shang Tsung and stuff like that. So I did play around with that last night and today. And I, I played as I played as Sindel for a while. I played as Terminator for a while. I beat the game with Terminator. And uh yeah, just kinda played around with that game. I, I wanted to play around with it again because that's actually one of the highest one of my highest played games for this year. I think that is two is number two next to Tetris ninety nine of my most played game of this year, so I was like, I should play it again and see whether I put it on the list or not, on the top ten. Whether I put it on there or not, that is for another episode. But but yeah, no, I, I played around with that for a while. Um, there were still two characters missing from there. But 20 bucks for, what was it, six extra characters, I thought, wasn't wasn't a bad deal. So so I was like, hey, I mean, I like playing the game anyway, anyway so that gives me more stuff to play. Um, I got The Witcher 3. I said that a few weeks ago. But I've actually been playing around with it now. I'm kind of uh, starting to understand the game, I think. I feel like I've been getting better at it and, and been enjoying it, so I've been playing that for a while. Um, there there was one there was one funny part in the game that I wanted to mention where I was like there there's like some weird ass missions that you do in this game. And uh there was some mission where I had to find this guy's goat. I was like walking around with a bell that like the goat would respond to and I was like ringing it by the goat and trying to get the goat to follow me home. And uh and it did. And I and I finished this level, and then I went back to go, I don't know, show the guy whatever I was supposed to get from the goat. And uh, when I got there, his castle was on fire, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh shit! So I run into the castle, and everything's on fire. And I talk to the guy. I'm like, where's the dude I'm trying to meet? He's like, he's over there, but my brother is like stuck in this house over here. Can you save him? And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go save your brother. So as I was going to your to save his brother, I accidentally got caught in a cutscene with the guy I was supposed to meet. So his brother died in the in the barn, I guess. I don't know. They didn't really show anything of it after that. It just, like, went on to the next thing. And I'm like, all right, well, sorry. Because, I, I, you know, it'll show, like, two targets to go to, and I didn't know which one it was. And I went to the one that was closest to me, and that was the thing that closed the that closed the mission out. So <laughs> so the brother died, I guess. I don't know. They never really <laughs> they never, never really showed it. But I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, dude. I don't know if that's going to come back to haunt me later. But, yeah, no, that game's cool. We'll talk more about it when when you guys talk about it. I played some more Dragon Quest Eleven, of course. Um, it's it's a great game. Uh, Jeremy knows that he's put I a lot do. more time into it than I do. But yeah, no, I'm I'm wanting to play more of it. I just I was actually kind of just jumping between Witcher Three and Dragon Quest Eleven, and that was really fun. I played like one for a while, and then I'd like jump to the other one and like jump back and forth, and that was really cool. Oh yeah, I was uh, I have the Mega Drive. I've been using the Mega Drive Mini at the bar that I work at, and uh, there were some people playing Tetris the Tetris game on there. And I finally figured out what the two player Tetris is on there. And it's actually really not anything at all. Um, the Tetris game on the Meg on the mega drive mini slash Genesis mini. It's basically mm-hmm. it's Tetris, you know, where you just play and you go and you know, the speed will go up as you go and you go until you die. Yeah. And the two player mode is basically that, but you're side by side. Like you don't throw garbage at each other at all. You're just playing next to each other. That's all it is. Just two people playing single player Tetris. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> I thought that was kind of kind of funny because I didn't. I mean, know. you can still, yeah. I guess, compete for who gets the highest score, or who lasts the longest. But yeah, you can. But there's no game over. Like you basically do it forever. So like if you die, you can automatically start again, and it has nothing to do with where the other person is on their game. So you're just playing. Yeah, you're basically playing two single player games on the same screen. 
That's all it is, and it has, and they have nothing to do with each other. So I thought that was kind of was kind of fun. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know about that, but but yeah, that's how that is on there. That thing's pretty cool. It's actually it's on sale for like fifty bucks now on GameStop, which that's a great uh, deal, which is great. Yeah, I got mine for seventy in Japan, but I could have got it for cheaper if I waited. But whatever, you know, I didn't know it was going to go down. I also did a bunch of multiplayer Pokemon stuff with Jeremy, but we can talk about that later when we get to his stuff. But but yeah, my uh, my pick of the week is Ring Fit Adventure. I've been having a lot of fun with that. So so yeah, that's my stuff for the week. What do you guys got? All right. Well, uh, first and foremost, I, had, uh, I kind of alluded to it, but I uh, got a little bit of money because it was my birthday this past week, and um, so it was like right after Thanksgiving. So I got a Happy birthday. Thanks. I got a little bit of birthday money from my uh, partner's parents, which was really nice of them. It was a total surprise. So it was enough to purchase a game. So I was like, well, shit, I'm going to order something I've been talking about for a while. So finally ordered Witcher 3. And um, just like I said, I wanted to order the physical version because it's such a huge file. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's kind of a cool novelty that they shrunk it all down to fit on one cartridge. So mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure I got the special edition, too. And it was like I had to go. I had to wade through Amazon in kind of a strange way to find it. But it was the same price as the other one. and It was forty five. And uh, I think it may have been a Black Friday deal, but I'm not 100% sure. But How how do you go through Amazon in a strange way? How to, well, how to... <laughs> so if you just straight up looked up the Witcher Switch, it would pull it up. And even if you looked up like special edition, it would pull one up, but it said it was all sold out. But then I went and I looked th- at just all the top Switch deals or whatever. And that was just all the games listed like in an order of popularity or whatever. And towards the top of that list was Switcher, and it looked the exact same. But when I clicked on it, it was the actual special edition in the description. Hmm. What, what, and I was like, wait, what was what's going on here? And so I went and I read the questions at the bottom, like the Q and A's that they do on the Amazon, and it's like, no, it's it says it's the special edition. It definitely is. So I don't know why it was listed in that strange way, but I'll find out when I get it tomorrow. Like what all the hubbub was. It comes with like an extra little book and some other crap. Yeah, I was gonna say what what all comes with it. it gives you there's like a map you can like hang up. I don't know if it's like just a poster or whatever hmm. but there's a map and then there's yeah uh like a a book that i guess sort of kind of gives you some of the background story since it's based off novels yeah and shit like that so you, you don't want you want to you don't want to wait till the witcher on netflix series comes out before you get into it <laughs> maybe i will maybe <laughs> i'll wait till like next week or something, something i'm waiting until really netflix soon. comes to the switch yeah right <laughs> that way i can switch back and forth between them yeah, but, yeah. So kind of excited about that. Also, the first physical game I bought in a while that wasn't, especially not one that was uh, attached to something else in some way, like the Labo and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I, that's I was gonna say. I just got one too, but that's because that's the only way. I, I'm pretty sure we said it on the show at one point that they said that Ring Fit Adventure was going to be available online, but it never was. I don't know. Who I don't said. understand how it would be possible at this point. Yeah, well, that's what they were saying. You could get a digital copy of it and, I guess, buy the ring separately or something, but that never happened, so I don't know. But, yeah, um, excited to get that, but haven't received it yet. But while I was on there, I also saw that I've had my eye on Civilization Six for a while. I don't know if I'll like it or not. But really? I just read a lot of really good reviews about it when it came out. And for some s- people I work with have talked about it. For Switch? Yeah, for Switch. And huh. so there's a physical copy on Amazon for 20 So I was like, hell yeah, that's cheap. Oh, weird. So it's kind of like Impulse bought that. So that's also in the mail on its way to me. Hmm. Have you played um, a Civilization game before? 
Uh, I know I've like messed around on them way back in the day, but never actually just sat down and tried to like get through it. But it just seemed like something cool, like a different genre to have on the Switch that I don't have yet. I bought a I bought a Civilization game for DS for regular <laughs> DS. I don't know if you remember that. And it was basically like Fire Emblem. It was weird. It was like a turn-based strategy game because, you know, the DS could only do so much. So it wasn't like it wasn't like the real-time strategy that you have on the computer. And it was really weird. I don't know. I mean, I mean it looked cool, but I just I just couldn't get into it. I just was not into real-world history and all that. It was too like real for me, I guess. Not enough gamey. Like it needs needs to be too more gamey, but yeah, I didn't really know you were, you were into those games. I'll actually, I'll be interested to see. Like, I mean, I used to like think of playing SimCity, and I don't know. I liked a lot of the like online games where you, I don't know, where they're just clicky based like battle games. But mm. I don't know if I like it or not. But like what, Warca- worth, Warcraft, worth an impulse buy for a physical game. So yeah, I ordered two physical games this week, so that's why I said I want to get physical at the beginning. You are physical. You you got there. I mean, well, I guess you'll get there when they get here, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, another physical thing I actually received this week, uh, it came in the mail today, was my $5 Steam controller that I ordered mm. from Steam. Ooh. So I ordered the, uh, I think I might have mentioned before, I ordered the Steam Link like two years ago for like 20 bucks, and that's just like an interface that lets you it may have been less than that it may have been like 10 but it's an interface that lets you play you know your steam games on your tv but it's still streaming them off your computer so your computer has to be on and like running steam at the same time but uh i haven't tried that with it yet but i did plug in the controller and for one thing i want to mention like for five bucks it came with two duracell double a batteries which is like that's like three three dollars value right there probably I find that weird. So, so the Steam controller takes batteries, right? It does not recharge. Two double A's. Yep. That's weird. That, so you that probably seems strange use, to me. Like, those rechargeable batteries you could buy. Yeah, but what, I mean, but think about it. When was the last time you bought a controller that that used batteries? The Wii. The Wii, yeah. And, but that was like what three generations ago or something? Like that was a long yeah. time ago. I don't know how old the Steam controller is, but that just seems weird to me. I know. I figured I everything was like, rechargeable. It's probably now. pushing five years old at this point. Um, though the controller is well, that's still like this generation, though. I mean, where, where is it? Oh, here it is. So it's right here. I don't know if you can see it when I'm talking loudly. Maybe it like showing it, but uh, it's so weird because it's like these two. Yeah, it's got like uh, no round things yeah. here are like touch pads. Yeah. And they've got like a weird haptic feedback that goes on where you feel like a weird clicky sensation underneath. And it makes you more precise, and it really does. Because I tried it with uh, Far Cry Four uh, on Steam, and it was working great. Like the controls were kind of wonky, but I, it took a little while to get used to it. But I was using like this right pad here as like a uh, as like a mouse pad. Yeah, and you can kind of hear it. Weird. <laughs> so yeah, it makes like a weird creaking sound as as you're doing it you can feel it but it connected right away like it comes with like a dongle so you have to plug the usb dongle in yeah as well so yeah it's not like a fully bluetooth thing i guess it's a proprietary uh, dongle that you use for it and then um it just it connected right to switch or right to steam rather not to switch um it's kind of weird the back part here has these like extra buttons there's like two extra clickies in the back but they're like just like a plastic flap that you actually pop off mm. 
and that's where the batteries go in. And then there's these like weird little tiny buttons inside of there that are getting hit by these plastic flaps here. Yeah. It's strange. The controller itself feels like, I don't know if you just kind of like hold it by the edges, it feels like a nice expensive controller. But then when you like grab the middle part of it, it just feels like there's nothing inside of the middle part of it. Yeah. It's really cheap and light. So it's hard to explain. It feels like premium and cheap at the same time. Weird. So like the touchpad thing, is that just like one button or can it be like multiple buttons like on the right side? I don't know. I think supposedly you're able to get do like lots of different custom programming things and you can like download people's control setups and stuff that they've programmed into it. Um, I do know that button is also like clicks as a a button itself. So it's a touchpad and a a depressible button. Hmm. And then the other side is like the same way, but it's also a a D-pad. It's got like a D-pad printed on it. Yeah. So you can use it as the the four-directional D-pad. Yeah. Well, I guess since like that can be, since that can be a D-pad, that's kind of like how the other one could be multiple buttons. Mm. But yeah, you've got your R, L, R1 and R2 and L1, L2, and then, of course, those extra two buttons down here. And it fits in the hands really nicely. I guess just other than that, the weird fact, it's probably because I, when you hold your PlayStation or your Xbox controllers, they've got batteries built into them, and I think that makes them a little heavier mm. in like the body section. But all the technology is like in the two stick parts and then the middle part. This is like where all the buttons live and it weighs like nothing. But yeah, five bucks. I think it might have been an experiment worth trying. Let's try it out. Do you know why people, why it was discontinued? Like, is it not popular? What's the general consensus of? Oh, I did it get discontinued? Have... Yeah. Yep. Oh, I had no idea. That's why it was. So maybe cheap. it was, maybe it's yeah, just too weird. It was five bucks. They're yeah. clearing house. Oh, no, I have no idea. Probably just because it's such a weird ass controller and. Yeah. It didn't catch on. I mean, it's two out there. So, like I said, I, I had a decent time with it. I only tried it with that one game, and it, as far as the first-person shooting part went, it was definitely not as precise as you know either either thumbsticks or like, of course, not mouse and keyboard. But I feel like you could get used to it after a while. It's got a sort of like almost like a trackball feel to it when like it keeps like going after you like finish pushing it. You know what I mean? So like. Mm-hmm. There's kind of that, I don't know, like I'm rolling a marble Scrolling around a little something. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, that was kind of strange. But then you also feel like the with the clicky sensation, you could be like, well, that's after a while, you kind of like get a tune in the fact that's X amount of clicks to cross a part of the screen. And you just sort of like physically like feel it and get used to it. But so I could maybe get used to that. But like then when I started like driving the vehicles within the game, that's when it kind of went off the off the the rails so to speak because i was facing one direction the vehicle was going another direction i couldn't like compromise the two to to be the same because of the weird floatiness of the controls and and so that was where the controller definitely suffered so i'm curious how it is with other games and that's also a game that's been around for a little while so they've had time to fix the controls like i would be interested to try something that came out recently with this controller and be like all right there's no Either there's no way or, hey, maybe they were onto something and there just weren't enough people to support it. But it's weird. Yeah, sounds like it. And you, But you haven't tried you haven't tried to see if it works on the Switch or not? No. And I, I guess it probably could because it's got a USB dongle. Yeah. So I wonder if I could just plug that in to the dock. Yeah, it might. I mean, it might only it might only be parts that work, but it should still get recognized. I think almost anything with the, with a USB will get recognized on there. And it's even got like a weird connector thing that you instead of just like plugging into the dongle itself 
there's like a separate thing the dongle plugs into that you then attach a cord to if you want to like run a physical cord from the controller to the computer. Oh yeah, if you it's want. It's really strange. Yeah. It's like like they didn't want to include a cord with it, so they just gave you those two pieces, and it doesn't actually have a a micro USB cord that comes with it. Hmm. Yeah, weird. So I wonder if it's I wonder if you can power it off the computer if you plug it directly in, or you still need the know. batteries. Maybe it was the batteries that did them in. That's that's the why batteries are really weird. Like liquid, liquidated, yeah, like yeah. You like put one in each side, and it's literally like they've got so much stuff crammed into each side of the controller that there's just like one little like slot on each side. And you literally just jam the battery in there as hard as you can until it pops in. You do that one of those on each side. It's like sticking in at a weird like not even a forty five degree angle. It's just like this weird like you just I don't know. It's strange. Feels yeah. like someone made it in their garage, and they're just like, "All right, well, this is the only room we had left for the battery. You just got to kind of like jam it in here." <laughs> they might have. I don't know. Could have been. And I bought stuff that people made in their garage. You have, yes. Oh yeah. Your 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 HD GameCube came from the <laughs> garage, right? And probably some of my repros that I have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe some of those eight bit does came from a garage too. Who knows? I don't know how small of a company they are. They they probably got more than a garage. I'd hope. But yeah, it came with those like name brand batteries. I was surprised it wasn't mm. some like you know generic knockoff to just yeah yeah get like, you to be able to set it up or whatever. Like the ones that come with like uh, your TV remotes, like super yeah. yeah super generic ones. Another you know windfall I had like I just keep having all these good this good luck lately with gaming and oh. once again good friends good family. Well, it is it is it was your birthday though. In, in between in between the last two episodes, it was your birthday, so might have had something to do with it. Trey got me a $20 eShop card for my birthday. And uh, I think I may have missed out my chance to get Phoenix Wright for 20 but that was one of the things I was thinking about getting. I don't think it's I don't think it's that much more. But I can't decide if I want to get that or if I want to try to, you know, get all the Dragon Quest, the first three, which will be a little over 20 but at least that would cover most of it. Or if I want to get Obra Dinn because I've been hearing so much good stuff about it and... It's right at twenty, so it almost seems like that's the right thing to do to me. Uh-huh. I'm surprised. Yeah, I was reading Polygon had their game of the year list, and I think they put Obra Dinn at like number twelve. Are you talking about last year, or do they put it um, in today? This no, year? no, no. It was no. They had a game of the decade, so you better even the decade list. And I think it was really high up there. It was like number twelve. Because I know a lot of people. Because technically, it, it came out for PC last year. But now it's finally made it to consoles. But yeah, people who had, you know, shows that I've listened to, like who cover all of the video game stuff, they had a lot of people's lists last year for like that game of the year. I was wondering, I thought you might have jumped on uh, Slay the Spire, Jeremy, because that, that game's been getting a lot of. A well, lot of, it's a, lot a card based too. game, so. But I'm it's an little... RPG, man. I know, but I've got an RPG on its way in the mail, and yeah. I still have RPGs I'm playing. Oh, shit. Uh, speaking of RPGs, well, I guess I could talk about this later, but yeah, I'll mention it in our second half. <laughs> I was just looking at games on the Switch. We'll talk about it in the second half. Okay. Because I, I, uh, I want to see if Phoenix Wright was still was still on sale, but I don't think it is. Because I, I think it was, because I feel like most of the Black Friday stuff went went off uh, on the 4th. I'm leaning heavily towards Oberdin just because oh, no, it's, it's still the, on sale. the Dragon Quest games aren't going to exactly get more expensive. They're going to stay the same price yeah. or, or cheaper. So whenever I want to play one of them, I can just buy it at that moment, like next to nothing. So uh, I'll probably get over a den, but I also thought about maybe throwing it towards Dragon Quest, uh, or not Dragon Quest, uh, Fire Emblem. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That one as well. That's another one that's on a lot of people's lists for the year. Because that would cover, you know, a good chunk of it. And that's a and game. I, and I have like, seven. I think, $7 and something in um, gold points. And that's that's a game that I said I was going to try to finish, but I have not played since our last episode. I need to get on that. Also, but, Dragon Quest Builders 2 has been on my list. Cause oh, yeah, that one's good, too. I'm so interested in getting a hold of that at some point. Yeah, um, that, yeah that game's really good, also. So, anyway, I but. I mean, I already bought two games that are both notorious for eating up a lot of time. So, and then I'm still stuck on, not stuck on it, but like still hooked on Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, I basically only played that this week once again. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about Pokemon because I, I didn't I, even play Stretchers this week. Mm-hmm. I only played Pokemon. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I didn't. I didn't talk about it on my stuff yet because Jeremy and I we actually did a we did a multiplayer online Pokemon session. Yep, we streamed it on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Podcast, and I'm sure we'll put something on on YouTube also at some point. I just haven't haven't sent it to you yet, and I wasn't sure how we were going to do it yet. But but yeah, no, we did a we we did the link. We linked up. Um, I traded Jeremy all of the Pokemon that I had that were sword exclusive, and he did the same. And then we did some fun like Pokemon battles where we just kind of like randomly pick stuff and. We set it to where it would automatically go to 50 and just kind of tried to play on types and stuff. And I d- did not win once. I lost all of the three times that we played. <laughs> but also Jeremy's characters were way were, – well, even though that we were at the same level, their mo- the moves that you had had higher – had like higher attack rates than mine did. So, Which I was trying to figure out how that worked, but because a lot of those, like especially that last match – I had never even used any of them before. They were like, well, the last we're just sitting in my yeah. Well, the, the last match I couldn't have beat you because I was with a I was with a I had a psychic and whatever type you had I could not attack with psychic abilities. Oh, that's right. So yeah, I got lucky. That was kind of I would it would have been impossible for me to win. Like there was kind of like little stuff like that. And then you had that one robot one that I like couldn't attack and with certain guys and there were yeah there were there was some type stuff in there too. But I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that like you won because they were overly whatever, because um, it had nothing to do with that. It was just it was just interesting to see how the types worked out well together, you know. But it was I think there were good matches both the way through, you know. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun, and yeah. I'm glad we recorded it because it was a little a little tough to connect right away. But once we kind of figured out the magic, you know, the trick, you just have to like be physically communicating with each other. You know what I mean? Like either text text the other person or, or be call on them, the phone yeah. with them or Skype or something because yeah. you both want to connect at the same time and put the same set the same four digit passcode and then it'll work a hundred percent of the time. But like if anybody is like lagging a little bit, it just seemed like it made the likelihood of connecting a lot less. Yeah. And I guess it's there's so many maybe there's not that many different things to put down as a four digit digit password because well, there would be 10,000 yeah. possible combinations. Yeah. But we kept getting, like, even, I don't know, even when I did, like, 9999, we kept we were getting other people connected to that that were trying to trade us stuff. So so there were other people using those passcodes. I think it was... We finally, we finally figured out one that worked really well. Yeah. It worked pretty much 100% yeah. of the time. But, no, the, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And um, I, I, I don't understand why you can't just connect to your friends on Pokemon. That's so weird. It doesn't seem to recognize your Switch friends. From what I can tell, like it would randomly sometimes tell me stuff that other people were doing while if they happened to be playing while I was playing. But it's weird. Like it, you should be able to just like click on your friend and be like, hey, because you could do that in the 3DS one. So it's so weird that you can't do that. But 
But yeah, no, we figured out how to do it. It just seems like it just seems like a bizarre ass way to do it. And I don't know why they ditched like the global trade system and all that. Maybe they'll bring it back next next time. But but yeah, no, I've been playing Pokemon as well. Like I I streamed it. I, I caught like twenty more Pokemon, something like that. I just I was just you know going through one area trying to get all the Pokemon. I watched you play for a little bit last night while I was. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were funny on the chat. Like you were, <laughs> you were so upset that uh, the Ponyta died. <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, because I, <laughs> I got him a Ponyta, and like when his Ponyta got beat in the battle, I was like, "You said you're going to take care of Ponyta." <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I brought Ponyta back to life and won with Ponyta, so it, yeah, it came did. out all right. The Ponyta ended up being the savior of that battle, and Jeremy. So Jeremy traded me a level one Ponyta. And now it's now it's a level forty, like in a day, wow. is what. Well, well, number one, you get you know you get more you get more experience points on a traded Pokemon than a regular Pokemon, so that's part of it. But also, like I've just I just put it in my group and uh, experience share, and never used it until it made it until it got to like level twenty six, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it, it like leveled up so quickly. So it's I cool. have more I like Pokemon that. for you. Nice. Oh do yeah! You tell you what. Tell what me about that. And you can get them later. Or do you want to be surprised? Uh, no, tell me about them because uh, I saw on your notes like that you got some crazy, you got some cool stuff. So talk about. I it. do. So uh, I got you. I'll just t- I'll tell you how afterwards. But these are the ones I got you. I got you the the uh, orangutan one. I got you uh, the moon one. What is he? Lunatone. Okay. So, yeah, I got you Orangaroo, uh, Lunatone, and I got you a Ditto if you want it. I oh shit! Want, but. Yeah, no, totally. I do want one. I need to find some stuff to trade to you. <laughs> you may not be able to use it right away because it's a level 60, but... Oh, okay. And I got you a uh, Corsola. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's the one. Exclusive. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I also got you a... Da, 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 I got you a Sobble. Yeah. I, fig- I figured uh, you did since you found the Ditto. Was Was it... Did you do that then where you put them in the, in the uh, daycare together and they found I each other a, and all I that? Spent hours today and last night like okay so like last night i was going around and i was catching a bunch of uh hold on why am i forgetting their names right now i said at the top of the show uh the frog one the toad ones crow crow gunk crow gunks yeah 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 i went to a spot where you get the crow gunks and since it's on it it's in a uh, route they don't they're like the normal level they would have been they're not all level 60 so i can just catch them you know right off the bat so mm-hmm. i would just get a bunch of crow gunks and then naming them the nintendo main yeah i love that you you were, you were off into the world just like hmm, <laughs> maybe this is like a weird viral marketing thing i can try to do but yeah no you were totally advertising for the show i thought it was hilarious and it's the exact amount of uh like the max digits or the max amount of characters you can give a name yeah you can just name them all uh-huh. nintendo main and send them away can you name yeah. them a website it would Maybe, have to be. Tried, it would have to be you, shorter. It has to be like within that many letters. It but have, I. Uh, it would have to be like ndp.com or something like that. It would have to be yeah, like only a few I did that for letters. a while yesterday, and then when I was trading those off, someone sent me a ditto. So I got my first ditto last night. It was just last night, and of course, I immediately went, took my uh, Intellion, my Sobble, into the to the uh, daycare, and got that started up. And then uh, not long after that, I found I went to the spot where my friend Nick told me to go to, to find um, dittos. And I finally found them. This The weather had to be the right condition and the time of day and all that. But uh, in the them. wild area then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in one specific spot in the wild area. Oh, okay. And, and so I caught a few of those. They were not easy. I, I'm sure you've played previous Pokemon games, but I had to learn the hard way that you want to lead with a weak Pokemon when you're going into battle with a ditto. 
you know what, like your like oh yeah one up front. That makes sense. Yeah, because they're gonna because they're gonna adapt to whatever it is, right? Right, and then they'll like be killing everybody else if it's like the strongest <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah, so if you lead with your with your like a uh, legendary with a Zamanchian or whatever it's called, then it's be yeah, that would suck. But I started breeding a bunch of Sobble. And I realize there's two nurseries, at least there's at least two. I haven't found a third one, but when you have two of them going at once, you know, you're just generating twice as many eggs. And so oh, it's yeah. actually, it actually seems like it works pretty quickly. I'll go there every like five or uh, five to 10 minutes and there'll be another egg waiting for me. Oh, nice. Once, once you put the two Pokemon into the nursery, you know, you pay 500 coins each. And then until you like change one out, you don't pay any more money. It just keeps generating eggs every X, you know, five mm. minutes or so. So you're basically just have a constant factory of whatever Pokemon you want to make. Um, I've tried the legendaries. I couldn't get it to work. I don't know if maybe I wasn't leaving them long enough, but they yeah. weren't making eggs. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think you can. I don't, I, don't I tried doing yeah. it with two dittos that wasn't working. So did it have to be, did your ditto have to be like the opposite sex of your the dittos don't have, they don't sex. have, Oh, awesome! Okay, so you don't have to worry. That's great. You don't. They're they're no. not they're non binary or yeah right yeah non binary. Awesome. And yeah, and I'll talk to like you'll talk to the trainer and be like, how are they doing? And she'll say like, or no, the nursery lady. She'll be like, they're not getting along, but they'll still keep making eggs, so it doesn't matter. Oh, so. okay, yeah, because I, I left I left like a couple weird Pokemon in there that had nothing to do with each other, with each other, and they're like they're just not getting along. But that's cool. I've never done that. So do you have to like? Do you have to do like how you do in the old Pokemon games where you like put the egg like in with your other Pokemon and you got to ride your bike around until they hatch? Does it do the same thing? Yep. Do you have and to go far? And you can ride your bike. I was just walking around like looking for sparkly stuff. Um, basically, I just got into like a like a computer program in my brain where I was just going back and forth and uh, trying to avoid battles and just loading up on eggs. And I ended up just like going nuts. And while I was trading off my uh, Sobbles, someone sent me a Grookey. Oh, well, fuck, you don't need my Grookey now. So I got a hold of Grookey, and now I have a shit ton of Grookeys because I just went on a rampage making Grookeys and Sobbles since there's two. Yeah. Uh, since there's two of them. So I've got a whole page full of Grookeys and Sobbles. They're all named Nintendo Main. <laughs> so I've got 15 of each. That's fantastic. You need and to I was you... wondering if like there's a way I could give them away. Like If someone on the sh- listening to the show wants one, I can try to figure out a way to to trade with you at some point yeah but, definitely um, if, if anybody is listening to this and you're playing and you're playing pokemon sword and shield uh you know you can get in touch with either of us at uh on twitter at jmax stack for jeremy or at nintendo underscore domain our dms are open you can totally message us about that or you can email the show at nintendo main podcast at gmail.com and, but, Jer- and jeremy will send you a will send you a pokemon if you have a score bunny and you need the other two uh totally do it Oh man, I want a score bunny so bad. I still haven't been able to get a score bunny, and I've been doing the trades like crazy. Yeah, that's awesome that you're sending out like that. You can send out Sobbles and Grookies though. Like that's that's what you want. Like from a Wonder Trade. Like that's what I loved. I know it's called Surprise Trade now. I still call it Wonder Trade. But yeah, X and Y. Like when I was doing Wonder Trade on that, I got all of the starters. Like even the original starters. Like I got like I got like the you know Squirtle and Charmander and all those guys and like Bulbasaur. So it's through Wonder Trade. So it's like I love it when people do that, and now you're doing it. So you're doing the great thing. Send out the, you know, send out the ones that are hard to get, like the starters, you know. And I've got a lot of great ones through the that. So that's why I realize I need to try to do the same for other people. Yeah. But one thing you got to make sure you do in this is if you um, if you're doing that, 
I've been trying to keep them all, you know, at the pristine level one, zero experience or whatever. Like I, I want whenever someone gets them for them to be yeah. able to fashion them however they want. If you're not paying attention when the egg hatches, the thing stays in your party. Oh, and then if yeah. you get into like a battle with a level sixty Pokemon, yeah, it'll get like it'll go like twenty levels, right? Something. It'll be like yeah. level twenty two, and you're like, shit. Well, now I have like whatever the next like I think it was one battle, and my Sobble evolved into whatever the next layer was, the emo lizard. And um, oh yeah, I believe that. And I was like, damn it! Like uh, I didn't mean to do that because I was going to try to to like stockpile these, but it's okay. Like now I can just infinitely print whichever ones I get, as far as I can tell. Um, of course, like you probably know, it's going to be the the first evolution of whatever you do it. But I was able to get a hold of like the weird like troll ones, like the elf ones, and then like the ghost ones. I don't know. I've just been any of the ones I like that I've only seen once. I've been trying to make at least one or two clones of. Oh, okay, with the ditto. And then I've been giving them weird names so that I re- mostly just either naming them uh, Nintendo main or Jer Jer, just so I know that they are the ones that are extra. And so the the Sobble that you made for me is that is that called Nintendo Main or is it called Trey? Uh, let me see. It's called Trey. Yeah, the cool. Trey the uh, orang- the Orangaroo's name is Trangatang. <laughs> and there's Trey the Sobble, and there's Fing the the Lunatone, Mater the Ditto, and then uh, Spooky the Corsola. Nice ghost type. Yes, yeah, like the Spookster. Like the Spookster. Asleep, asleep somewhere, somewhere here. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. Yeah, I'll have to. I, I know where I know where the um I know I know where the sun one is, so I can find that for you now. Now that I've that I beat the last gym, so now I can actually catch him. So I can get that one, but I'll have to get on trying to get those other ones. But while I was breeding them, I totally was just like feeling that feeling, like man, I if I would have been the kid on the playground trying to like make <laughs> friends by like giving away free like ones that I had bred or whatever, because you'd be like, hey, hey, man, you, you got you got all the starters. Because it was I super, yeah, it was, it's super addictive to just like find one you like and then make them, and then of course trading them is really fun too. And just seeing the weird like names that people give them when they trade them to you, or oh yeah, what yeah. part of the world maybe you're getting them from based on the language, and it's super addictive. Like I got into that feedback loop of the breeding the ones and then naming them Nintendo Main. I must have sent out fifty Pokemon that are all named <laughs> Nintendo Main. Yes. Like, I, I actually took a video of it last night, but I, I don't know if it's good content. But I just kept, I just was bam, 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 bam. There's a video, there's a video, and nice. end up getting like a, pr- a few pretty cool ones myself in the process. But also a lot of Magikarp. Uh, yeah, but Magikarp, you know, you uh, you can get you can get those Gyaradoses. I already have. I think I have two Gyaradoses, so I don't really need. I don't really care about Magikarp. Yeah, send it back. You know, it's just send them back. But I do wonder, like, how do people get the, how do people get both of the, uh, you know, the title legendaries if you can't breed them? Uh, through Wonder Trade, I guess. I don't know. Like, well, well, because the breeding, well, the breeding wasn't brought into it until Pokemon Gold and Silver. So in the original one, you had to do like I did and like convince your friends to get it and then have them trade you all your all of their starters. When they, yeah, but you I can have more than one game. copy of the, as far as I can tell, of the. You know, one instance of the legendary Pokemon. Oh, yeah. As far as the legendary, that I don't know. I don't know how you get a different one. How do you complete your Pokedex? Yeah. Fuck. I didn't even think about that because I was like, I'm going to complete my Pokedex. But I was like, well, shit, how am I going to get both of them? Unless you have to buy both and you like sacrifice your... uh... 
one out of one game just to complete the decks of the other. That would suck though. Like you get all the way and you like then you trade like your legendary. That would be dumb. That'd be a shitty thing to do. But I don't know. Anyway, might, anyone listening on top of uh <laughs> I ha- me having a, any uh sobbles or grookies you may want like if you see a Nintendo main out there in the wild, you'll know who sent it. Yeah, that's that's cool because like you can also like see if any of them will come back to you eventually, you know, because they're all called the same thing. And if you just like surprise trade, like, you know, for forever, you'll be like, eventually maybe one will come back to you. Maybe they'll send it back and it'll get in the loop. And I don't know. And, and there's see. that spot in the uh, Pokemon where you can find out the story of the Pokemon. And most of it's just kind of like weird made up rubbish. But uh, it'll also tell like how many owners it's had and stuff. Which is oh, yeah, cool. yeah. That's cool, and there, I also forgot there's there are there are like a couple of them that you have to trade for them to evolve, so we'll have to do that too. Okay, I still haven't used any stones to evolve anything, and I have a bunch of them, so I'm gonna have to figure that out. Because what's it? Uh, the, I think I'm finally just gonna get online and look at some tips. Yeah, Bul- Bulbapedia. Go to Bulbapedia. That's my favorite. Like Pokemon. I managed to get this far only info using thing. word of mouth. And- yeah. Some of I them, I looked one time. Yeah, some of them get kind of ridiculous as to how they evolve. Oh, so I you looked at look how to evolve. Uh, yeah, Sir, Sir, Sir guy, Sir Leak boy. Yeah, uh-huh. Sir Leakster. But that's pretty much it for me for the week. Um, I feel like I bought a lot, but I still, I'm probably going to buy Oberdin, and then so I'll have that ne- to talk about next week. I still have not opened my Chrono Trigger CD. I'm going to, I promise. I kind of wanted to like maybe do an unboxing of it when I do it. Do so that's why it. I've been putting it off. So it'll never get opened. No, do it. Do it at some point so so we can all see it. But yeah, that's it for now, as far as I can tell. Cool. Well, for me, I haven't played too much this week, but it was about two weeks ago um, on the show that I wasn't on. uh, I ended up beating Link's Awakening. So I loved that game. Like I thought it was great. Uh It's just such like a charming little perfect nugget of Zelda. I think... That was exactly the game that I needed right then. Yeah. Like, I wanted to play a bigger game because I hadn't played a bigger game in a while, but I didn't want a whole lot of commitment. Mm. So that was the perfect amount. Um, I I, I look and see how much time I spent playing it. I don't know, but I would guess it's around probably 30 hours. Um, Yeah. um, That game just showed up at your doorstep, so. It literally did. It just showed up at my doorstep. Yep. Thank you again, Otis. I appreciate that. I had a really great time with it. Um, yeah, I just, you know, having played the original Game Boy game, it, you know, it's been a while since I played that. Um, it was nice to to see this upgrade and see all of the different changes they made to it and how they they really enhanced it. I, I thought, you know, it's one of it's definitely one of the best remakes that I've ever played because it just felt like. They brought something new to it with the visual style, with the music and everything. Um, and it was totally respectful to the original work all the way through. And they even added some extra stuff like the, the Dompe's Dungeon, which I really didn't play too much of. But yeah, overall, I just had a great time with it. Really appreciated it. And in my opening, I kind of alluded to this, but, but I, 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 as I was playing it, I realized for the first time, I think ever, that uh, there's some similarities, at least in the titles of Link's Awakening and Wind Waker, and then also like with the Windfish, and I just was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. They, you know, Awakening, Wake, Windfish, Wind, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what the uh, reasoning, or if there was any reasoning behind all that. 
Yeah, I don't know. It seems like I wouldn't be surprised if people were influenced by that game that were making Mm. Wind Waker because it does start out on an island and you're like isolated from the rest of civilization at the beginning. So you're not exactly shipwrecked, but you are on an island and you wake up kind of not knowing what's up and have to figure it out from context clues and people in the environment. So it has a similar beginning to Wind Waker. Yeah, and then now it's I mean, you don't even have your you don't even have your clothes at the beginning of uh, Wind Waker. Well, yeah, yeah, you're on like you're wearing like your pajamas or whatever, whatever that like a uh, lobster shirt that he has. You made me think for a second. I was like, I think Link had some clothes. Yes, he mm-hmm. did have some clothes, but he wasn't he wasn't wearing the tunic. Yeah. No, he had his lobster PJs on. Did you have to look? I mean, did you have to look online a lot for uh, some of those dungeons? I, I know they get pretty difficult. Um, I would say maybe five times throughout. You know, there was some, you know, relics of early 90s gameplay with some of the impossible puzzles or the the weird logic that some of those games had back then. I can't think of a specific instance right now, but there were a few few points where I was just like, yeah, let me just look it up. Uh Yeah, but I I think it was, it just reminded me how great the original game was and that they didn't have to deviate from it too much. Like, there wasn't that much that they had to resolve or had to fix. I mean, namely, the, the limitations of the Game Boy and the buttons, only having two buttons, you know what I mean? That's the biggest fix for me, is that they actually had the full benefit of, of a controller with multiple buttons and everything. Yeah, and you can, that like... That was a huge improvement. Yeah, and some of them, like, automatically stay there, like, like lifting yeah. stuff and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it would have been cool to have, like, a jump that was always jump, but... I agree. But, yeah, true. Yeah, I still need to finish that one. I don't know. I have so many things that I want to finish. I might not make it, and I might not make it all the way through that one at, at, before the end of the year. But I don't know. We will see. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and that's two out of three of us on the show that have beaten it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, way to rub it in. My wife beat it, so it's like. Uh, no, it's like, like three fourths. Like then. three out of four of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get. I'll get there eventually. I don't know when. All right. Cool. Well, if that's all you've been playing for the week, let's take a break. We can talk about news. Hell yeah. What's up, Nintendo Maniacs? Are you a big fan of Nintendo Main? Would you like to hear more episodes? Well, hey, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and pledge $1 a month, that's $12 a year, even less than the Nintendo's own online service, you can hear extra shows from us. You can hear our live shows. You can hear our expansion pack episodes, which we do once a month. And right now you can hear our Tony Hawk episode with four previous ones before that, from Game Boy to games that are popular that we don't like and other things like that. We'll do one a month behind a paywall that only patrons can get. So get in there and listen to our expansion pack episodes. You can also hear our sister show, Drug Monday, 
Play and Nintendo Main on one feed without commercials and at a higher bit rate. Check it out right now. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Talk about some news. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. First up, I want to I want to talk about all the releases for this week, and and a couple that I missed last week. But let's go through this real quick. First off the bat, I was looking at the Nintendo Switch Online service earlier to see to see if the Phoenix Wright sale was still up there, and apparently it still is. But also, that Star Oceans game just launched, like just now, while we're recording this. I remember Jeremy and I, we talked about that a little bit on the, uh, probably one of these episodes and like on our Slack channel as well, but the Star Ocean, the Super Nintendo one that never came out here is, uh, it just dropped on the eShop. It's $20. Star Ocean R. twenty ninety nine. yeah. Where they, mm. where they did like all the new voices and all that stuff. Could it be Divine Providence? Yeah. I was like, I was like, damn, I got a lot of, I, I got a lot of RPGs, but I keep forgetting about the Star Ocean one. It looked really good from what I saw of it, so. I could buy it right now. You could. I could buy it right now, too. You could. I'm going to. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that just kind of jumped right on there. I was like, oh, and I was like, I'll save it for this. But the aside. just decided itself for me. Aside from that, speaking of weird RPGs, well, this one's probably weirder than that one, but those Saga games came out. Was it Saga 3 came out? But Saga Scarlet Grace came out this week also. Which is like a 3D version of it. I tried watching some videos of it to try to figure out like how it works, and I I don't really understand. I mean, I guess it's turn based, but it's all 3D and all that. I don't know. I I have I have a Romancing Saga two, and I couldn't really figure out how that game worked either. So yeah, yeah they're pretty bizarre from what I get. I guess it's like sort of like an open world RPG, but they don't really tell you what to do. You kind of have to figure it out yourself. That one came out also. Uh, Decay of Logos, which is a uh, a game known for ripping off uh, Breath of Wi- Breath of the Wild that's out now mm-hmm. for Switch. The Cave Logos uh, Pine that's like an open world uh, adventure game that would actually look kind of cool from what I saw of it. Uh, Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection is it will be coming out this week I guess. That one game that was announced on a Nintendo Direct a long time ago, The Tourist, that came out. Last week, also that was the the one that we talked about the voxel graphics and all that, which I thought looked kind of cool. That one's out now. No, but the big one of the week, aside from Star Ocean, is uh, Alien Isolation came out this week, also. Which that one kind of piques my interest, but it's also kind of like I don't need another big game. But but I think it's only dropping for like forty or thirty. So, but that was like an older first person shooter based on the Alien series, of course, and it's a lot of like hiding from the giant queen alien and all that. And I like the idea of that because I really like those games. So, and apparently it runs really well on switch from what I've heard, from what I've seen of videos or reviews or whatever. So, so yeah, that's our, that's our big games for the week, but yeah, star ocean coming out of nowhere. That that's probably, 
I know it's an instant buy for Jeremy. Probably has to be an instant buy for me too, just because I'm really. I'm gonna do. Really I'm gonna do a little more research, but I think I'm gonna buy it. One thing I'm running into, and I don't know if you've ever run into this before. Like I've got the twenty dollars credit on my account, and then I've got extra money for my gold points. Yeah. So I go to buy something, and it takes the twenty dollars off, and then I try to pay for the rest with gold points, and it won't let me. Oh, I don't do it that way. I, I put the gold points on first, and then I pay the oh, rest. Oh, maybe that's what I should do. Yeah, I because I yeah I go I go to it and then it says purchase, and then and then you put your gold points on and then you pay for whatever's left over because I don't think you can do it the other way around. Well, the money's already on here from the eShop card because I already loaded it on. Yeah, no, we, we basically you go to the game, you go to the game, you go to purchase, proceed to purchase, and then when it's in the purchase screen, you click on the redeem points. And then you use your and then you use your gold points on it, and then you go down to credit card or whatever you have left on there, and that's how you do it. It worked. Cool. We there we go. Live live uh, buying a game on here. <laughs> we did that. One thing, uh, interesting thing I noticed. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the eShops got been like shuffled around a little bit differently now. Um, the featured games are at the top now instead of the recent releases, which is interesting. Also. Um, you can heart something instead of saving it to your wish list. Now it's a heart that you click on. thought that was different. Also, everything's kind of been rearranged. Like, they put a... I think coming soon is, is, is like, lower than it was before. They kind of just rearranged where everything was. But, yeah, there you go. Also, weirdly, like, some of the stuff from the great deals is still in there, even though it doesn't have a sale. So, whatever. But, yeah, that's been going on there. Uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show, but, yeah, for deals... uh Genesis Mini is on sale at GameStop for forty nine ninety nine. That's the one with the two controllers, so it's cool. And that system is great. Like, there's a lot of really good, weird ass games on there. There's I don't know if I mentioned it before on the show, but there's a game on Genesis Mini that was only available on the Sega Channel that you can play. So that's a oh, big Wily Wars. No, not Wily Wars. It's um Dyna Brothers. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it was Dyna only Brothers. on the it was only on the Sega Channel. So it's a uh, Wily Wars is on there. Too, right? Yeah, but that was that one only on the Sega Channel also, or was that only just in Japan? Either way, it wasn't available here that Wily Wars was either, but yeah. But yeah, that Dino Brothers one also, if that's what it's called. It's something Brothers. But yeah, there, there's stuff on there that's only from the Sega Channel, which I think is like super... It's like the nerdiest version of these mini consoles, where they made it for like people who actually know the games and all that. It's not really for a Fairweather Sega fan. I think it's for people who actually knew, knew shit, you know? So I, th- I think it's really cool and worth getting. Uh, NES controllers for the Switch are half off right now. Great is that, deal. Is that true? Two controllers for thirty bucks. That's two, that's right? January tenth. Wow, that's crazy. That's a really good deal. Do you think they're you liqui- think they're liquidating them? I don't. I don't want them. I already have a whole bunch of NES controllers. I have a whole bunch of controllers. I, I don't see the nostalgia for that. Doesn't really. I don't know. I don't care. I don't really care about using an NES controller on NES games. I really don't like those controllers. I think they're poop, too pointy and they kind of hurt my arm, my hands. I think so. the best part about those controllers, if there's one thing about them that beats everything else, is that they just connect right to your Switch to charge. So, oh yeah, like taking them, them on. to work or something, you could just have your controllers docked on your Switch, charging when they, you know, when you had it plugged in before you everyone start playing it. Yeah, I it guess it looks so ridiculous. Yeah, it looks ridiculous, and and the Super Nintendo one didn't even do that, right? It, it didn't connect. No, to the side. I was yeah. sad it didn't because yeah. I had dreams of the N sixty four one on there eventually. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and the Virtual Boy one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the smoothness of the Super Nintendo controllers, but I never really liked the NES controllers. I even had like a 
it was like a, it was called like a pro NES controller or whatever, but I had one that was like curved that I used when I was Max. a kid. Yeah, it had the slidey thing on it, which didn't really work. It had like a slidey digital pad thing on there. The yeah. red thing on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had that one that I used most of the time. So it's like, I didn't even really like the NES controllers when it came out. So I don't really see myself getting it. But I think, I think they're cool. I, I mean, I've got my theories. And like you said, are they liquidating it? If they are, we'll know how, if it sells out really fast. Like if it sells out and then they're not available anymore, then yeah. we know that Nintendo was just like getting rid of because they're more known for like you know what would maybe be called artificial scarcity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think that's a thing anymore. If it ever was, like that, that always felt like a made up thing to me. And if it was a thing that actually happened, I'm pretty sure they got rid of it or they stopped it doing was, that many years ago. Yeah, in, in console wars, they talked about it quite extensively. But it's still but it's but it still sounds like such like a it, with those mini consoles. I don't know. It still sounds like such a conspiracy theory thing. Yeah, they just didn't make that much, and they were like sold them. I don't know. I don't know what were they thinking. Maybe they thought that nobody would buy them, which is stupid because they everything everybody buys. Well, everything I just kind of wonder if they were thinking the same thing was going to happen with this with these controllers, and so they made a bunch more of them, and then now they're like, oh yeah. shit. But the Super Nintendo ones are unavailable, from what I heard. The Super Nintendo ones you can't get; they're out of stock. So oh, they still are. Yeah. So I mean. There you go. People bought the good controllers. I have that one. Yeah, you got that one too. So, yeah, so that that's as far as the deals that I know of. Like I said, a lot of the Black Friday stuff is gone. There might still be some stuff on Amazon as of right now, but if you want to hear Black Friday stuff, listen to our last episode. That's yeah. what we talked about. But um, but I, I think the main, re- the main reason that I thought that maybe they were 50% off is that Nintendo has finally, they finally remembered that they had a Nintendo Switch online service, and they're actually adding some games to their Super Nintendo and NES stuff, so that's cool. And we got a bunch cool. of games today. Or- and it's like new games, not just like extra modes or whatever they were doing for yeah. a while. Yeah. Well, they're, they're new games, but, well, there's one of them that isn't on the Super Nintendo Mini. I was going to say, like, most of the Super Nintendo ones are ones that are already on there. Yeah. But, so, so well, let's go through, we'll go through the list really quick. And this one kind of breaks my heart because it kind of makes the Super Nintendo Mini seem like less of an interesting thing now. Me too. But Star Fox Two, yeah. the the alleged the big you know the famous Star Fox Two, is now going to be on the Super Nintendo. The thing that gave me so service, much anxiety, whatever. like I had. That's why I had to have that console. For sure, yeah. That was a uh, yeah. You wanted it because you wanted to play that, and now it's I on didn't there. Wanna, I didn't want to leave the store after my car got struck in. <laughs> In the parking lot by another car because I wanted to make sure I got a hold of that because it had Star Fox 2 on it. And it was the only way I was ever going to get Star Fox 2. Well, but you did ever. have it You did have it for two years before it finally made it to the Nintendo Switch. So there you go. That's true. You do got that. But yeah, Star Fox 2, Super Punch-Out, Kirby Superstar, and Breath of Fire 2. Breath of Fire 2 being the one that isn't on the mini already. Kirby Superstar being added to it is like adding... What like five games? Yeah, Kirby Superstar is great. What's uh, we have we have talked many a times to John about giving Kirby a chance again. You That's should play. Well, you should play the NES one and the Super Nintendo one. The, I think the NES one is quite hard, actually. The one that's on there, the Kirby's Adventure game, I think it's quite difficult. And yeah, I don't know. I think I've I've given. Yeah, I've tried both of them. I, I mean, they're know. free. You, I mean, you don't have to pay for them. They're already they'll be on your system automatically whenever you open it. So it's like. You don't need yeah, to. I've, I've tried both of them. I've tried the NES Kirby and Kirby Superstar. And I don't know. I just I can't get into it. Mm. Super, Kirby Superstar is really good. I like uh, I like that game. 
Actually, I that was one that Jeremy turned me on to because I had like I had not played it before. It's a we great couch co op. Yeah, and you kind of so showed. It I to actually me look and, forward yeah. to like maybe trying to play it online, and seeing how that goes. Oh yeah, we should do that, it, and it's fun, and and you can get through, it's not that long. You can get through it, kind of. And I, like I beat I beat through most of it when I was doing that week of Kirby stuff when I was all excited about uh whatever that one was that came out for Switch. You just want to get to like. Milky Way Wishes because that's the best game. Yeah. Because that's when you can like use any of your power ups. Oh yeah, that's that's like, yeah, that's towards the end. You just stock up on power ups, and it's so freaking cool because you're just like godlike Kirby, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, Star Allies. That was the one that I was trying to think of. But yeah, no, it's cool to see them come back to that and not forget. I'm wondering. See, this has been the first time that they've added extra stuff to the Super Nintendo one. So, what do you guys think? Do you think they're going to add some of those, uh, whatever they were called? What do they call those? The uh, Star ones or? Extras or whatever. The the new ones. Yeah, they had a name for them when they were modified. I thought it was just like special. Yeah, maybe special. So they, because they never announce those. Whenever they're, whenever they say whatever the new games are, they never talk about whatever the special ones are. Also, uh, two really good games for the NES. Uh, Journey to Silius, which is an awesome fucking game, has a badass soundtrack too. Supposedly it was originally supposed to be a Terminator game. And they didn't have the license, so they turned it into another thing. But that's one of the ones you talked about with uh, the air guitar champion, with Justin Howard. Yeah, on our way back when it was actually from a previous radio show that I had called Negative World. I did an interview with him, and we talked about Journey to Silius because he actually the one was the one who told me about that game. But the soundtrack he had bought is, it on eBay. Yeah, the soundtrack is incredible. It actually reminds me a lot of the Batman soundtrack, the NES Batman, which is also an incredible soundtrack. So. Yeah, everybody give Journey to Silius a try. Like, that game's really cool. Like, it's uh, I've never heard of it. Really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a sci-fi game. And like I said, I think it was originally supposed to be a Terminator game. So if you look at it as that, like, you kind of can see the parts that were that would make it maybe a Terminator type thing. And it's super sci-fi. And the second one uh, kind of breaks my breaks the heart of anybody who bought that uh, SNK 40th anniversary game. But Chrysalis is Makes coming, too. Makes me happy too. I didn't buy it because I... <laughs> Because now you, yeah, now you get it for free and you don't have to get. It. I mean, there's there's other cool stuff on there like uh, Akari Warriors and stuff like that. I don't know if you were ever into those games, but I can't wait to show my mom Crystalis on the Switch. Like she's gonna freak out. Yeah, that was like one of her favorite games. You should do a stream of that or something. I I, I know you know more about Crystalis than most people. So. Up to a certain point, and then I, I remember I always got stuck around the same spot yeah. every time. Also, another cool thing aside from that is a Japanese. Looks like the, on the Japan side, they're getting some different games for the Super Nintendo. One of them, which like actually kind of like I was like, oh shit! Like when I saw it, uh, Famicom Wars, the the original Advance Wars on uh, Super Nintendo is going to be on the Famicom version of you know Super Famicom Online. So, so hopefully, shit. you can play it without. I think mm-hmm. I think you can because you don't really need to read stuff on it. You just you know you put your tanks in the right area and kill the guys in the right time. I mean you won't know like you won't know what's happening in the story. But Advance Wars never really had a story. It was all about just getting level to level, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really excited to try it. Like I think I could probably mm-hmm. get farther than that than I could on the Fire Emblem one that they released. And also uh, this is coming from my Google Translate, so I don't know how correct it is. Uh, uh, Route 16 Turbo was the other one that was on there, and I just translated it straight off of the picture that was shown from the Japanese uh, when Nintendo uh, was at Nintendo's Japan Twitter or something like that. But yeah, if that's just a racing game on Super Nintendo, you could totally do that too without knowing the language. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to play around with both of those when they come out. 
maybe I'll do a stream about Famicom Wars. And that's next week. That's going to be uh, December 12th, which is also the same day as the Video Game Awards, which I'm going to try to do a stream thing of that. So, you know, tune in and watch it here at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Made Podcast, which we're streaming this at right now as well. So, and another one that's kind of a surprise that I saw today, uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 is coming to Switch. Uh, I, I put in the slack that I said that it's the number one game of 2020 for me already. Because uh, Trails of Cold Steel is made by the same people who made Ease 8, which was my big game of last year. And uh, they talk about a lot of, talk about it a lot on Acts of the Blood God. I was really interested to play it. And uh, the there was a Nihon Falcom. Like, they're... Their uh, soundtracks are incredible too. So, and the art style looks like the art style of Ease Eight. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm totally in on this game. It looks cool. And I don't really know that much about it, but I'm just gonna buy it and play it when it comes out. So, so is it something that's been on other consoles, and now it's coming to Switch finally? Or yeah, well, Trails. I think Trails of Cold Steel came out this year for PS4. Okay, but it's getting ported to Switch next year. Wow. Yeah. Man, the switch is the little system that could. Yeah, so it's like, uh, and it was, it was, it was weird because we actually talked about an interview that was done with Falcom earlier, and uh, how they were talking about how they didn't really know about porting stuff because I guess Ease Eight didn't perform as well as it should have. Shame on you! It's an awesome game. Everybody should have gotten it. It's fucking great. But, uh, but yeah, so they said they weren't sure about it, but now they're putting another game on there, so that's good. So that means that Ease Nine might be on Switch. So that's how I'm looking at it. You know, I'm. I'm going to continue to support the company in hopes that they continue to add their ease stuff on there. So, yeah, that's really cool. Very excited about that. Um, oh, yeah, and, and another big piece of news. I guess Nintendo, another thing they forgot that they released a long time ago, uh, Super Mario Maker 2 is finally getting some updates, some very, very much needed updates. They're actually live already. They will be live when you hear this. Yeah, they'll be live when you hear it right now. We haven't been able to mess around with it. We'll talk about it next week, of course. I but- tried a little bit of it. Oh, you did? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was live before we started recording. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts? The only I could all I could all um, I played some of the Zelda on a level that somebody made. I just went to new courses. Mm. I couldn't find like an official Nintendo level like showcasing the new uh, design elements. I played through uh, one of the Ninji races. Mm. So I played one of those levels, and that was pretty cool. That was just like a nice, fun speed run level with yeah. the cactus the cactuses in it. So I guess I got to see the pokies as well. So I've gotten to see the pokies, the spikes and the Zelda stuff in those random levels, but not. Well, why don't, why don't we break down real quick? Like what this update exactly entails? Like what's all, all it's going to be in here. So number one, there's, there's going to be a link skin, right? Where you can be linked, but only in the NES stuff, right? Only in the Mario one levels. And it's not just a skin either. There's yeah. uh, I, I don't know if this was in, the first Mario Maker, but he's got the shield. Not. He's got the bow and arrow. He can go three different directions. He got the down thrust. He's got the bomb. Bombs, yeah. Yeah, no, none of that was in the original Super Mario Maker. It was only just like a skin. Like, you could basically get an amiibo skin, and if you got, like, you know, you know, if, if you ended up getting, like, a Fire Flower or something like that, you would lose the skin. You had to be small Mario to, to use that particular amiibo skin. So... So yeah, that was on there. And there's also so there's stuff there's gonna be like some speed run type stuff on there added, right? Yeah. So what it is is like it'll be a level that, you know, Nintendo made, or I don't know if maybe eventually they'll pick curated levels to do it with, but it'll be a speed run. But before you can see the other like 
people's trails, you have to beat it once by yourself. And then from then on, when you play it, it'll show like little, the little ninjas from Mario two, huh. the, the ninjas that are jumping up and down. Uh, oh. They're the ones that are running alongside you and like showing other users like paths and, you know, it's like running against ghosts, but there's several of them. A little bit like Meat Boy, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that didn't that only happen after you beat it? Or no, or would it It would show you that it, when I'm You have to at level. least play through it once, like on your own. Oh, okay. it, it's kind of weird, but, you know, just like uniquely Nintendo and maybe Japanese, I guess. Um, well, the first time you play it, it, like, there's like some text that's like, just relax. Just beat the level. Just try to play through the level. <laughs> Like it's letting you know like, the first time around, just get the feel of the lay of the land, how the level works. And then you're going to, from that point on, be racing mm. through it. Weird. And by the way, the ninja in this game, let me point out Super Mario Brothers 2, now in Mario Maker 2. It's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it's... Uh, Same with the cactuses that they added. Yeah, because they never really, you know, all that style stuff that we talked about where we thought there was going to be another one. They never really did any of that. I felt like they kind of abandoned Super Mario Maker 2 like earlier that I thought there'd be a lot more added stuff, but I'm glad they haven't forgot about it because they're still adding stuff to it. But my guess is that they just had so much to put out at the end of this year with all these different games coming out. It just didn't make sense to put out a big DLC for for Mario Maker 2. Yeah, but now everything now that everything's got their release, yeah. they can go and do all the stuff with that. I don't I know. Think the, I think- Zelda, the Zelda stuff alone is like I'm really interested in what people are going to do with it because it's a lot of new game mechanics like you're incorporating there for like puzzle levels. Somebody could make an entire like Zelda based adventure game now. And people yeah. are kind of trying to do that in Mario Maker 1. Oh, and, yeah, they, know, they, I, they totally I did were. That too, where, Same know, with like, like making Nikiyoshi and the Cloud Wizards. That was all based off amiibo costumes. Yeah. And, like, creating a mythos around it. And without the amiibo costumes, you haven't seen as much of that creativity, I don't think. Mm-hmm. With the, some of the levels, and I might be wrong. I might not be looking in the right place, but I haven't seen as much of that, you know, storytelling type stuff in this new um, iteration of Mario Maker. So, adding the Zelda element, I'm really curious what's going to happen. Like, what people are going to make out of it? Yeah, I was really hoping, like, when I went to story mode, there would be new levels, but there is not. Yeah, I don't know if they put them in there. But I, I'm hoping that this means that maybe we're going to get some other stuff, like maybe a Samus update. I hope so. Because uh, I was going to say, as long with a lot of people making like Zelda-inspired levels in Mario Maker, there also were a whole lot of Metroid-inspired Mario oh, Maker levels. Yeah. So it's like, you know, maybe we should maybe we can get some other Nintendo characters in there that have their own abilities. And that's really cool that like Link actually has his own stuff. So... This also kind of, you could also kind of look at this as this, like maybe them, maybe they're kind of pushing this more towards like Zelda Maker, like what everybody keeps Honestly, talking about. You know what was weird about it, based on, you know, how it's limited on the Unity, uni, uh, the limited controls of the NES, in order for him to have all his different modes, like you like hit up and B or down and A or whatever, you know, it felt like, kind of like Smash Brothers mm-hmm. playing with Link. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Mario Maker. Like it felt like I was using Smash Link. And so that's kind of strange. Like, I'm sure both of you will, will have played by the time this goes live, but tell me if you think it kind of feels like Smash Brothers in a way. Like, the, and, and it's strange. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I was like speaking of that and speaking of Kirby, you know, the controls on Kirby were pretty much Smash Brothers before Smash Brothers even existed. It's true. It was the same. That was that. That was where that control came was from. Was from Superstar. So, and of course, there's a lot of likening to uh, Zelda two with his up and his down stab and all that. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's it it, it feels like they're, you know, it's I feel like it's kind of gives a little bit more clues of maybe there being a, a Zelda maker at some point because you could even say that with Link's Awakening too with the damp with the dampy stuff that was kind of like mm-hmm. its own like make your own thing but it, but they didn't push it hard enough to be like. You know, they didn't add an online mode to it. Like, you have to, like, scan your amiibo with it and scan it. So, you know, like, that's – nobody's going to do that. But Right. They're dancing I know, all I around mean, it. They just need to make the game. Yeah. It's true. They're just trying out little pieces of it. Maybe it'll be a, a, a surprise thing that we see next year. But but cool. I, I welcome new uh, you know, new Mario Maker stuff. You know, it's like – I feel like I it's kind of – I like messing around with it a little more. I feel like that game kind of, yeah. like, came in real hot but then, like, disappeared very quickly I feel for the same me. way especially yeah. in my own personal life like i i don't think i was disappointed i think it had everything i was hoping it would but i think that they just supported the shit out of the wii u one like they did yeah. well that's because that, that was because all that's like all they had <laughs> and i thought they would be doing even more support of this one because yeah. it's so it got such a huge install base and that's so weird yeah. because it was so different back then they were like push putting all they had into this one big game that was selling Wii consoles, Wii U consoles. And now it's not the reason anyone's buying a Switch is Mario Maker. Yeah. It, it's, I do think that we'll get, you know, now we got Link. They're not just going to do one character. I think they're going to maybe every two months put out a new character um, with their own. Can you imagine if Zelda put everything. out, or Zelda, if Nintendo put out their own version of an RPG Maker? Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be great. They would do it right. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't expect them to do it every two months. I mean, that would be great, but Nintendo doesn't work that quickly. But maybe by next, maybe by the end of next year, we'll have a we'll have a Samus on there or something. Especially if isn't supposed isn't there supposed to be like a new Metroid Prime? Like, didn't it wasn't supposed to come out in twenty twenty or I don't know or was it what is it twenty twenty two? I don't I forget how many years they said like whenever they switched it over. I think twenty twenty one. Yeah, was the last I heard. Um, but I might be misremembering. But uh. I think that one thing about this new uh, this new Mario Maker content, I've been feeling kind of bad because I was talking mad shit at the beginning of the year. Like Mario Maker is going to be my game of the year. I cannot yeah. tell. It's going to yeah. be my game of the year. It's going to be my game of the year. And I do not feel that way about it right now. No, I'm sorry, yeah. spoilers. Yeah. But maybe with this new content, it might be edging in. I you thought know, here, I th- yeah. here in the we're approaching the middle of December rapidly. And um, maybe Mario Maker Two is gonna gonna like pull me back in for a little while. Remind me why I was so excited about it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I thought about making a joke about it on this episode. Actually, being like, "Hey, Mario Maker's trying to like kind of like wedge its way into your top five uh, games of the year or whatever, you know." <laughs> but I, but I didn't want to give away too much about our own personal lists or my personal list or whatever. But trying to be like, "Hey, don't forget it for your uh, for your top games," you know, like. We're gonna throw some extra stuff at you at the end here, and I and I don't know if it's necessarily that they had too much stuff coming out because a lot of the big releases came from different companies. I think the only other one was Luigi's Mansion. I guess would be the same company that made Mario Maker, probably right? Like that's the EAD guys uh, yeah. or whatever. Because like Fire Emblem, that's a different company. Like let's see, what else was uh, Pokemon? That's a different company also. So it's like, but yeah, no, I'm excited to play it. It's it's out as of right now, so. I hope maybe you're playing it while you're listening to this right now. So uh, 
the Switch launched in in China, or it will launch in China on the tenth. I'm surprised it isn't launched yet. Yeah, um, lots of different rules down there. Yeah, right <laughs> up there, it's launching whichever direction it is. Yeah, over there. Yeah, over there. Just dig directly down, and that's how you find it. That, that's what cartoons taught me. I don't, I don't know if that's right, but it's yeah, launching with uh, New Super Mario Brothers U. Cool. Which is kind of cool, I think. Weird, but I'm surprised they didn't launch with like Mario Maker Two or something like that. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, you know, I don't know, or or Pokemon. Maybe Pokemon it is weird that it's there. like a past generation game, like re released. But at least it's a Nintendo console with a Mario, and it's a proper mm-hmm. Switch game. I played through it. I loved. I liked it. It it played really well on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has officially outsold PS3 in Japan. That that's pretty big, right? Because even though PS3 didn't do it didn't uh, well i guess it did in the end but it was like tagging behind 360 here in in japan nobody gives a shit about xbox so it was fairly so and in only what two and a half years yeah yeah so it sold what 10.25 million and switches at 10.43 million in japan so that's cool that is cool but i guess uh they haven't done it here yet but but yeah way, way to go for you there switch tell me about this glitch in majora's mask john Sure. Um, so there was a glitch discovered in Majora's Mask that will warp players into the developer test room. That's crazy. So if you want to check out a secret area that wasn't intended for your eyes, um, you can check out this glitch. This is a Kotaku article. But I'm sure it's one of those weird ones that involves like. Do you need like a hacked version or changing? Something? Well, no, you change values and like certain banks by like loading up on certain items and doing certain actions in certain ways, like. Uh, this article says that it's a, it was it's a, uh, discovered by a guy named Seedborn on YouTube, and it takes advantage of a glitch called the stale reference manipulation. This trick was first discovered in Ocarina of Time. could be used to change what players found in treasure chests. So with the right steps, um, it can change where players load if they enter a new area. And so essentially it's, a, it's possible to perform a series of seeming, seemingly arbitrary steps to change the values in the game's memory. For... Um, from what I'm read looking, on from there, if you like. From what I'm looking um, at right here, it said that somebody found a way to to warp to the moon in uh, in Majora's Mask, and that's how and that's how you. Get I mean, there. that's how like the speedrunning communities for any game that has a speedrun community. That's all it is. Is like yeah. figuring out ways to like glitch out the game to like skip to the final location as fa- fast as possible. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it, lot of weird random stuff you do to like. Yeah, like John was saying something about data values. Yeah, no, it's the same thing as what you're saying, like using to change the content of treasure chests and all that. But I guess it'll warp you to the moon in Majora's Mask, and the and the origi- and the developers area is in the moon, <laughs> is what it's saying. That's kind of cool. Oh, I didn't read that part. That's cool. Well, I guess you can warp to the moon, but you can also warp behind the scenes where there's developer. That that's cool though. I mean, I, I love Majora's Mask. Is probably it's it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Legend of Zelda games of all time. It's so. really f- cool to see this like this stuff coming out, you know, like twenty years later too. These yeah, like, right? hid- hidden secrets inside of games that millions and millions of people have like at this point looked at the actual code of and like, tried to mess around with. Them. Mm-hmm. When a new secret comes out so long later, it's yeah, like it's you think the game. Yeah, you didn't oh. know anything. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a. It's crazy. People are still looking for stuff like that. Like this other one that we found. Somebody found footage of Spider-Man 4 and for Wii even. Like, why that? Yeah. Like, Spider-Man 3 was, like, not even good on, on Wii. 
Because it was like, I felt like it was just kind of tacked on because the Wii was still around when that came out. The better version was on PS4, or 3, I guess, because that was out then. Right, well, this was, you know, uh, they were intending to make a Spider-Man 4 movie, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Because the reception to number 3 was was not so hot. And, um, yeah, they were going to do Spider-Man 4 on Wii for the, as far as video games. And this is from the channel Hard for Games on YouTube. They... I don't see how they said they found it, but yeah, they came across this footage. If you want to see it, Spider-Man Four for Wii. Yeah, there's like two incomplete ta- detail, uh, two incomplete stages that lack detail, debug features. It's crazy that they had gotten that far into already developing it before the movie was. But I guess there was some casting going around in it too. Somebody needs to make a documentary about that. About uh, I love watching those documentaries about stuff that never happened. Like there's a really good one about the Tim Burton Superman movie. I don't know if you've oh, yeah. seen that, like that one never happened. There was also supposed to be a Justice League movie that would have been made by George Miller, the director of uh, Mad Max, which actually sounded fucking awesome. Somebody needs to make a documentary about that. Actually, I, I heard that somebody did make one, but they can't release it yet because of like copyright or whatever the image is in it. Like DC has to okay the footage that they have to actually put Who's it out. The, what's the the classic? Was it J- Jodorowsky or what's his name? His yeah, name Jodorowsky's name? Dune. Yeah, I watched that one too. That was like a real, like a super classic one. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. Also, there's a Fantastic Four one as well, like that Fantastic Four movie that was made that wasn't released, the Roger yeah. Corman one. That movie's awesome. You can find it all on YouTube. Uh, also, uh, one last thing was that Sony decided that they've given up on the handheld game, which is funny. Yeah, they officially confirmed they're not interested in doing handhelds anymore. After, I mean, they make handhelds though. After, after the long time of. Uh, of not supporting the Vita. I mean, they haven't supported Vita for like what two years. I mean, doesn't Something Sony like make mobiles? They make tablets. They make they make everything that handheld gaming systems could do. But handheld gaming systems are still, but not Vita. As far as consoles go, are still like a budget mobile yeah. system anymore. Like mobile stuff used to be a premium because it was a handheld gaming, and now it's like a budget version if it's a dedicated yeah. gaming handheld yeah. because of like the big money that's in cell phones and tablets and laptops and so sony still is making portable gaming systems they're just not but not for but not ones that say sony on them right the, i mean the main i think the main rated, yeah i think the main reason for mentioning it is that nintendo officially won the handheld game as, as dedicated they handheld and they're area. not making phones yet which is surprising you thought there would you would think there would have been a Nintendo phone by now. I'm glad that they don't. I don't really want a Nintendo phone. I mean, I can play Mario Kart on my phone, which I don't. But you know, there's Mar- there's Nintendo stuff on your phone that you can get. But I want a Nintendo phone that just calls Charles Martinet. Yeah. Well, you could put his name in your phone and just call him. That's that's true. How you could do that, but that's stalking. So so don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's all the news that we got got for you for this week for episode 197. If you want to check out more of our stuff, you can uh, catch us on at uh, the website nintendomainpodcast.com. Uh, you can go to nintendomain uh, youtube.com slash nintendomainpodcast to find our YouTube stuff. Hopefully our Pokemon stuff will be up there by now. And you can also check us out at twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast. I'm going to do a stream of myself watching the VGA Awards next week on the 12th. So check that out. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing uh I'm gonna be doing a stream on Friday the thirteenth for sure. Uh, either I'm, I've been starting to do like my my two a.m. streams again. Um, I still need to do my extra life stream, so I'll either be doing that after work on 
Friday or Saturday. But stay tuned to uh, to my Twitter, and I will put up when I'm doing that. You're doing so. retro live stream through your own Twitch on your own, or are you doing it with? Uh, I'm doing it through, through my. I'm doing it through my own Twitch stream. Okay. But I guess I'm doing it for Super GG Radio. But yeah, I'll be I'll be doing that because it's extra life goes through the end of the year, so I still have time. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to do a marathon for that. And actually, what I pl- figured I was going to do because I was planning on doing a marathon of the three best Star Wars games before the release of the new Star Wars movie. And well, the three best Star Wars games to me, which are super the Super Star Wars games on Super Nintendo. So I was going to do a marathon of all three of those. So that's wow. what I'm going to do for my extra life thing. And if I have any energy left, maybe I'll play Shadows of the Empire or something after that. So Good call. But yeah, no, I, I played those Super Star Wars games so many times that I could practically play through them in my sleep. So I've been wanting to do like a full... I don't know. Since I was a teenager, I've wanted to play through all of them in one sitting. So... And I still haven't done it. So that's what I'm planning on doing. I'll either do it uh, Friday evening or Saturday afternoon. And also, for anybody who's going to the Twitch meetup on Saturday the 14th, I'll be there at the Metro. So come say hello to me. I'll be walking around and all that. And I'll give you some Nintendo main cards and stuff, and we can talk about streaming and whatnot. But yeah, uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. But one thing I did want to remind you of late in the show is that I have a bunch of... uh pokemon that i'm willing to give out so if you want either a grookey or a sobble that's named nintendo main just let us know and we'll uh transfer the proper information we'll try to do a uh pokemon trade because yeah i was i thought this might be a new kind of marketing and also the trade mechanic and the game is fun so there you go yeah definitely uh dm jeremy on the uh at jack at jmax stack or or dm me nintendo underscore domain Either way, or you can email us at nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, Jeremy has a whole lot of uh, awesome Pokemon that he can send your way, and you can definitely check that out. And also, if you want to hear uh, my wife and I talk about our Japanese trip or other video or other non-video game stuff, uh, movie and TV stuff, you can check out Drunk Monday. That's our sister podcast. And also, if you want to support the show or listen to more episodes from us, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. We have some extra episodes there. We're actually going to be doing a new one where we actually do the best game for every year for the past 10 years. So we're going to do like a game of the decade type show that will be only exclusive to Patreon. So you'll be seeing that soon for all of you Patreon supporters. And it only takes a dollar to hear those episodes. So, and we this will also be a Nintendo main scenario, possibly. So. Yeah, no, it will be for me, too. There'll be a couple of years that don't have a Nintendo one on there. So it'll be, yeah, just the stuff for the past 10 years, because there are a couple of years in the past 10 years where I wasn't really playing Nintendo anymore, unfortunately. But we will talk about that on our Patreon episode. So stay tuned to that. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.
I think what I want to talk about, one of the, oh, fuck. I didn't record any of that. I'm sorry. Shit. We got to start over again. All right. <laughs> Live, get, you get to hear our foibles on the, on the live stuff.